The following audio is intended for mature audiences and contains adult content, graphic language, graphic violence, and strong sexual content. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome back to Fedori, everyone. My name is Tony. I am your DM for this evening, otherwise known as Slade, for those that keep up with my Twitch stuff. Uh, I am here with my three esteemed players, Norbit, Mouse, and Rhaegar. Say hi, guys. Yes. Hello, my lovelies. Yeehaw. So, tonight's session oh, is... So tonight's session is a very special one. It's uh, something quite different than I've ever done as a DM. And it's all because of the fact that I screwed up the last episode and completely forgot about Chroma. That Chroma was there the entire time. So you guys are getting a bonus episode and this is how this is going to work so i as the dm i am going to be playing as chroma however my three esteemed guests here that are in this party with me right now they are going to be playing various different characters that chroma is going to either definitely come across or have the potential to come across uh, also, my players here get to decide, basically, what happens to Chroma and what happens to their characters. So, to give a pretty simplistic rundown of how this is going to work, my players are the DM this evening, and I'm the player. Believe the power. So, they get to the so, so, that's literally how they're going to feel this entire night. So, here's how this is going to go because they don't have all of the information I have. Uh, I didn't have time for all that. I'm going to, whenever it comes to a point in this episode where I need a roll to happen. I'm going to allow one of my players that I it, that it comes across. So, like, say if Mayhem's up first or uh, whoever, I'm going to say, "Hey, Rhaegar, I need you to make a this type of roll with this type of dice, and that will determine what happens next after his roll." So they get to experience a little bit what it's like to play as a DM for this bonus episode basically uh, how, so like in. if we need a bad roll i say we get Rhaegar to do it in discord screw you <laughs> don't blame me blame the god uh that is why you real dice now no i use real dice because i just like using real dice, real dice. sure it is all right not do it getting so, bad rolls within discord Alright, so just for the listeners at home, a huge majority of this is going to be story-based. So I'm going to basically narrate for you the story as to what's going on, 
And then when certain events happen that I need certain roles for or combat is initiated or whatever, that's when my esteemed players get to jump in and play the characters that were provided to them before the episode. And also, like I said before, when it comes to any other roles, they get to roll those roles as well. However, again, whatever happens in this episode determines what's going to happen to Chroma and to their other characters. So Rhaegar, Mouse, and Norbit. This entire episode will determine that as to what happens from here on out. So just keep that in mind. And I do have it written down if certain situations were to happen, what happens at the end of this episode and how to transition that over into the next episodes after this. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and get started with the story. So if you guys remember from the last episode, we were in the situation where Mouse and Norbit went into Adam's office. Rhaegar was in the arena. Now, Chroma was also with Rhaegar in this arena. But the way the story is going to go is, is that before the fight in the arenas actually started, Rhaegar and Chroma talked it out beforehand and made a situation to where that if something were to go down then Rhaegar would sit on one side of the arena and Chroma would sit on the other to kind of get different viewpoints from different angles of the arena and kind of keep an eye out to make sure if anything were to go down. So Rhaegar sat on one side of the arena, Chroma sits on the other they sit there and they watch the fights go down, you know, the owlbears winning and everything's going real smoothly for them. They're betting their money off. And then that's when all of a sudden, Rhaegar's brother pops up on the screen above, on the arcane screens, and looks directly at Rhaegar and states that he wishes to initiate a challenge. Of course, Rhaegar being Rhaegar, Instead of taking this challenge as it was set by that individual, his brother, he proposed a, a counteroffer of fighting him face to face. His brother didn't like that. So his brother goes and states that either you can abide by my rules or I can end everyone's life here as you all know it. Of course, Rhaegar didn't believe him and didn't abide by these set rules uh, as his brother has stated and again challenged him to another fight and his brother said, have it your way. Immediately, the, the glass arcane dome around the arena suddenly disappeared and now in combat has been initiated to where Rhaegar is now trying to escape from this arena and get away from this dragon wormling. He successfully does so, but here's the real question. What happened to Chroma? That's where we are now. So if you guys remember, the owlbear decided that he wanted to go off in a different direction and it just so happened that it's going in the direction of Chroma. 
Chroma sees this and sees that it's being controlled by this individual that claims to be Rhaegar's brother. And uh, the owlbear is going straight for the attack. So, my friend Rhaegar, time for combat. Yes. It's time for combat, my good friend. I need you to roll initiative as the owlbear. I will roll initiative. Oh. Uh, what is the owlbear's initiative? It is. is that plus name? Uh, let me see. I want to say. Because I'm not seeing it. On I, the want, sheet. I think it's zero. It is zero. It's it's okay. it's one d twenty plus zero. So mine is the exact same. So mine's just a straight up one d twenty. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, I rolled a seventeen. Okay, okay. So I will go first. I as Chroma can actually fly, and my flight of speed. You can. My flight speed is. 60 feet. So I'm going to fly down 60 feet, which is 20 feet away from you. And I'm going to pull up the map for you so that you can exactly look. Because I did all that. There you go. Hope you all guys in my party can see that. But uh, Rhaegar, you as the owlbear are the red dot, and I am the yellow dot. I'm going to fly down 60 feet. I am roughly now 20 feet away from here. And I am going to... What am I going to cast? Uh, I don't want to cast any first or second level. So I want to cast the cannons. So let's cast Rocking Grasp. Isn't that what you get in a nightclub? What? Thunderclap. Ouch, right? Uh, okay, I'm gonna cast Shocking Grasp, and it's a cantrip. So, lightning springs from your hand to deliver a shock to a creature you tried. No, it's a touch has to be a touch. And I can't cast Thunderclap either because it's five feet. So I might be forced to just do make nothing. a... No, I can actually make a regular attack on you. I just can't add any of my cool shit to it yet. Okay, so Chroma is going to take his Warhammer and throw it at the Owlbear. Now, the way that this works is, is that the, the Warhammer that he has, has three runes on it that do different stuff. So, he has a return, or no, two runes. He has a returning uh, rune and a reduce rune. So, the return allows the Warhammer to come back to his hands at a certain distance. And reduce makes it to where that the warhammer shrinks to the size of to where it could be a throwing object. So in order for me to do this, I first have to make a strength check to see if I can manage to throw it and hit you with it first. I do not. 
I miss you about literally 15 feet. So I throw it and now it returns back to me and I have to see if I can catch it. And I do, I do catch it. Not very successfully, but I do catch it. All right, so I missed my attack. All right, it's your turn, Rhaegar. So the owl bear, for those of you who are listening at home, has got two attack. Well, it's got the the multi attack uh, ability. So I can attack with both my beak and my claws. Yeah. Uh, but first, I need to be within five feet of uh, Chroma. So I'm going to move fifteen feet, which reduces the distance between us down to five. Sure. And then I am going to, first of all, use my claw attack, which I believe would be uh, the D20 plus seven, see if it hits. Uh, yes, sir. That is a 26. Uh, that does hit me. Okay, so for damage, it will be 2D8 plus five. Four. Four? Okay. No, 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 no. Four for the first one. Oh, oh, I thought you said total. Okay, my bad. Four for the first one, eight for the second. So that's 12. That's 17. Minus 17. Uh, do I, I, I still have some movement left, Tony. Am I able to use it? Uh, you can use your full movement, yes. Okay. I would like to use the 25 feet of my remaining movement to scoot back to my original position, so 15 feet back away from you. Okie dokie. And that's me. Awesome. Alright, so that hurt a lot. <laughs> um, not going to use that just yet. Also be thankful because I just realized I did state that I was going to use my multi-attack and I only used claws. Could you imagine if I actually remembered to use my beak attack as well? <laughs> uh, that is true. Okay, so I am going to... I'm going to use Chromatic Orb on you, so I'm going to use a first level spell. Hurl a four-inch diameter sphere of energy at a creature that you can see within range, and it's 90 feet. You choose acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, or thunder. I'm choosing uh, lightning for the type of orb you create, and then make a ranged spell attack against the target. If the attack hits, the creature takes 3d8 damage of the type you choose. At higher levels, when you cast the spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, the damage is increased. So, I'm going to roll to see if I hit you. It's 1d20 plus 5, the chromatic orb. And I crit. So, spell damage in my campaign is doubled if you crit. So keep that in mind for those that are listening. So, Do I not have to roll, uh, what would it be, a constitution saving throw for the owl there? Uh, no, not for this spell. No, 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 no. Okay. This, this is just a like a spell that attacks, just like a melee attack or anything like that. So I crit. It's normally 3d8, but because I crit, damage is doubled. So it is going to be 6d8 for the damage. I'm going to roll it in chat. I want everybody to see it. Six, eight. 
And yep, that's it. Okay. Thirty-six oh, damage. Shit. Thirty-six damage, sir. Okay. Uh, the owl bear is still up. Hey, I'm off. going to use my bonus action to to use my second wind, and I'm going to heal for one d10 plus three. So one d. I was gonna say you want me to roll my d10 for you? I'd be honest. Get eight back. Okay. okay. All right. It's your turn. I'm gonna replicate what I did last time. I'm gonna move 15 feet and uh, come within five feet of you. And this time I'm going to use both of my attack. Give me just a second, cause I think. Nope, I have to hold a reaction in order to do it. Okay. Yep, you're good. <laughs> yep, I just had to make sure. Alright. Uh, right here. Okay, so D20 plus 5 to see if I hit with... No, D20 plus 7, sorry. Yes, sir. To see if I hit with claws. Yep. 22. That's a hit. And again, damage is 2D8 plus 5. That's an 8 for the first roll. A two for the second roll, so that is 15 in total for claws. That hurts. And then see if the beak attack will hit. That is a 15. That does not hit. Okay. Yep. Then I am going to use uh, 15 feet of my movement to go back to my original position. Sure. And I'm doing this. I'm doing this for a reason. All right, so I uh, I now have to do it. Well, no, 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 no. I've got three potions. I'm going to drink one potion as an action. Use action surge. Nine back, and I'm going to use action surge, and I'm going to. Oh, I got it. Okay, I'm going to fly over. So for for you, it looks like I'm standing over the fire, which I'm not. Not a fire thing, right? Okay. Fly right there, and I'm going to cast Thunder Wave on you. A wave of thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature in a 15 foot cube, which you are, originating from where uh, where I am, must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from me. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and is not pushed. In addition, unsecured objects that are completely within the area of effect are automatically pushed 10 feet away from you by the spell's effect, and the spell emits a thunderous boom audible out to 300 feet at higher levels the damage is increased so i need you to make a constitution saving throw 21 because it's kong is plus three and i rolled an 18. yeah <laughs> Okay. The moment when the DM asked you how you did it, and you, you know, I didn't think it, it happened. Yeah, I didn't know you could get that. 
Well, you do take half of the damage. Okay. Uh, Hit me. So it is... 2d8. Uh, wouldn't it be 1d8? Uh, no, so whatever I roll for the 2d8, you take half of that. So you take three damage. Okay. Alright, so... I'm going to use the rest of my movement to fly back up to the right. Okay, so how far would you say that is? That is roughly about 60 feet. Okay, so you're you're pulling a tactical retreat. Basically, yes. Um, and I need to... Actually, no, I'm not going to roll perception. I'm just going to basically state that whatever happens in this part, he, he will just automatically see. So, for those that remembered in the last episode, Rhaegar should by at this point have escaped from the arena and left to go to the main room. The Dragon Wormling is up here at the, the top corner of this map trying to get to Rhaegar but can't. So, out of frustration of not being able to reach Rhaegar... The dragon wormling will shoot off through the air and go through the ceiling and will not be seen again for a while. Okay. So that's on that all happens on my turn. Now Rhaegar, it's back over to you as the owlbear. Okay, I'm gonna move I'm gonna use 30 feet out of my 40 to uh, half the distance between us. Okay. Yep. Yep, that's all I'm doing. Okay. I am going to throw my Warhammer at you. Because you are within range now. Mm-hmm. I crit on the throw. So the way that this works is that if I crit on the strength check, then the damage is not reduced. Because with the reduce enchantment, it would reduce the amount of damage I deal to you. But the way that I have it written here is that if it crits, it, the reduce effect does not happen. So you, you will take full damage of whatever I roll if I hit And does an 18 hit. Yep. Okay. So I need to roll 1d8 for damage. That's a six. like it. Yeah, that's a six. Okay. So you will take six damage, good sir, from the Warhammer. Okay. Alright. How are you looking? Uh, let me do math. I've already done, what, 36? 36, yeah, you've done 36. I've got 23 left. Oh, no, I've done more than that, though. 36. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, because I missed on... No, 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 I did do more, because remember, you took the three damage from the Thunderclap, or, yeah, Thunder Wave, and then you took the six just now. So, 36, 37, 39, 39 plus six... 
45. 45, yep. So 45 total. Okay, I'm looking I'm looking pretty beat up. Alright. I am going to like, How are you looking, by the way, Chroma? I'm I'm looking pretty bad. Uh-huh. Why? I'm trying not to use my healing spells, and I've got one spell slot left. I'll fly there. Can I reach you from there? No, because you can't swim. That's what I was trying to do with the... You're th not on water. You're in the seating area. Yeah, you are on land. I'm in the seating area, but between me and you, there's water. The owlbear can fly, right? No. Huh? No. It doesn't have wing. It doesn't have, like, wings like an actual owl does. It has, like, like claws and hair-like... Its body is a bear and its head is an owl. Okay. Oh, yeah. So are you going to move or anything? Nah, I'm going to stay here. Okay. And... On my turn, I'm going to the cantrip, use true strike, and you extend your hand to point a finger at a target in range, and you are within range. Your magic grants you a brief insight into target's defenses. On your next turn, you gain advantage on your first attack roll against the target, provided that this spell hasn't ended. So not this turn, but my next turn. If I don't kill you on this turn, then I will get advantage on attacking you. So I'm going to move half that I can attack you this turn. Uh, rank does pass. It, the damage will be reduced by a certain amount because I did not crit. The damage is crit, though. So I will deal 2d8 plus 3 minus 1d4. Yep. Yep. 2d8 plus 3 minus 1d4. 8. 13. Roll. 4. So 10 damage. So 10. 10 damage. So, how are you looking now? I'm looking terrible. Still alive? Yep. So, on my next turn, I will get advantage on attacking you. And then I'm going to move back to my original spot again. And I'm going to basically copy what you Alright, your turn. Fool dash action away from you. Alright. Uh, which direction? So which 80, direction 80 do you feet. want to go? Uh, in terms of looking at the map, put me north. North. Okay. So full dash is going yep. to put you right about there. Okay. Okay. And on my turn, I am going to fly just close enough to be able to hit you with my hammer. Need to keep that one last spell slot. Throw my hammer, and I have advantage. Frank check definitely passes. Attack. 
23 hit you. Oh. Nine. Yeah, I'm dead. You are dead. So, ladies and germs, you see Chroma take his warhammer, swing it above his head, throw it with ease. The hammer flies straight and true into the back of the owlbear's head and completely crushes the skull as the impact happens. The owlbear flops forward, no longer breathing. The hammer then returns back to Chroma and he just stands there in awe. But then he takes a huge breath of fresh air due to the fact that he almost died. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, now that the owlbear is dead and the dragon wormling has left area, Chroma is going to take out his die phone and try to contact uh, Mouse to see what's going on. He doesn't get a response back. From mouse so he is going to use one of the special features on the phone to locate object and he's going to locate mouse's gun and see if he can find it within a thousand feet he gets a pain it's coming from underneath the arena so Fast forward a little bit. Chroma is going to follow the signal leading down towards where he's getting the ping at. So he goes back outside of the arena, goes and follows to where the stairways are at, goes downstairs leading into the hallways that uh, you guys heard in the last episode where Mouse and Norbit tried to escape from in order to get to the arena uh, before finding out about Adam's library, so to speak. He walks in. No, actually, no, I take that back. As soon as he gets into the hallway, Mouse, I need you to roll and see how many guards are in this specific hallway and if they are paying attention. So the first roll I need you to make, Mouse, is a 1d4. And then your next roll is going to be a perception check. The entire group. There, Mouse? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have to roll a 1d4 first? You, yeah, roll a 1d4 to see how many guards are in this hallway. Three. Three? Okay, now I need you to roll me a perception check for the entire group of those three. It's going to be a straight 1d20. Uh, 15. You are very perceptive. It's almost like that you're the guards that are in this hallway are like super strict about doing their jobs to the best of their ability all right so i need to see if i can counter your perception with a stealth check i'm gonna roll it in chat oh so i'm going to roll what does chroma stealth a very good question zero it is zero is indeed zero. Oh my god, I got that right. <laughs> uh, it is an eight, so you definitely see me. 
uh, and we are now in initiative. Three of your guards versus Roma. Alright, so I'm going to roll... I just at one. So all of your guards are going to... Alright, Mouse. What do you do? Uh, you're rolling initiative to see... Uh... Or no, I'm just going to go ahead and say just... Well, uh, just uh, go ahead and make your stuff with your um, guards. Uh, I don't know where they're at. Okay. Um, <laughs> give me a second. What I'm about to open up is not the hallway, or it, it, I'm going to make it represent the hallway, but it's not the hallway picture. I'm going to use the bridge last episode as the hallway, just to make it simplistic. Uh, okay, so, got one guard here, one guard here, and one guard coming down the hallway. See that? See that? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're controlling all three of these guards, and it's the same. Their their stats are the exact same as the the stats that I sent you earlier. All right, Sweet. so go ahead and just, I'm gonna say we're gonna start from the bottom up. So the, the closest one to me will be first, then the, the one in the middle is second, and the one at the far end of the hall will be third, and I'm last in the initial. Okay. All right, so go ahead and go. Do what you need to do. For movements, oh, speed's 30, gotcha. Uh... The first one closest to me is Roughly 40 feet. Oh, okay. So, what's each square represent then? I've got there's a grid there, but I don't know. Yeah, so each square, because of how big the squares are, uh, I'm going to say that those represent um, two solid squares. Okay. Okay, so then I'm 50. Or 60 feet. Yeah. No. Yeah. 60 yeah. Feet. Yeah, yeah. 60 feet. Yeah. yeah, it'll be 60. Yeah, 60. Uh. Well, in games, guards are stupid. So they're all going to uh, just full on dash action towards. Okay. Stop right there, thief! <laughs> Stop right Jimmy, stop him! Yes, boss! I stop him now! Alright, so the, the one closest to me does make it all the way to me. That's Timmy. Timmy made it closer to you. Timmy made it closest to you. Uh, Alright, then that one will make it to about right here, roughly. Yeah, that's Johnny. Johnny. And then that one's going to make it probably dead center. Last one. Last. Yeah, all right. Uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Lieutenant Zerg. Zerg? Got it. Okay. Evil Emperor Zerg. Evil Emperor Zerg. Okay, I'm going to... Screw it. I'm going to take a just a full-on swing at this guard guy. That was a 17 hit. 
Alright, so I gotta roll a 1d8 plus 3. 6 damage. Ouch! You hurt me. You will pay for that, Dilly. And I am going to... I'm gonna fly up to the last guy. Hold on, hold on. You flew past? How high up? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. They're two squares. No, I'm, I'm miscalculating. I can fly up to the middle one. How, uh... Yeah, I was miscalculating on the... Far. How far up do you go when you fly? It'd be 60. 60? Yeah. That means Timmy would you can he do attack opportunity? Yeah, with a range you would get attack? an attack of opportunity, yeah. Yes. That's Timmy. Part, that's just the first one, not, not the second one. Yes. It's the first one. Big wounded Timmy. He says, I must show Lieutenant Zerg that I am worthy to be on his to be led by him. Grabs his spear and he throws it. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Um, where is the? Oh, there's the hit. Gotcha. Uh, so it's the plus three is the is the uh, the hit to see if it hits, right? Yeah. If it says hit and then a number behind uh, b beside that, it says plus three to hit. Yeah. yeah so I'll then it's one d twenty plus three. I hit you good. Yes, I am. And it was a, a, a critical. You got a crit. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Go ahead and uh, oh. roll your damage. Timmy looks up, pulls back his spear, and says, Are you watching, Zach? Because, yes, I am, boy. Yes, I am! <laughs> and he throws it. Let's see. All I have in my head right now is the image out of 300, you know, the fucked up little dude with a spear. <laughs> yeah. that's, the, that's the only image I've got going through my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> what, that tra the traitor? <laughs> yeah, 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 the traitor, the one that looks For like... For seven damage! Seven damage. <laughs> the one that looks like fucking, hey, you guys. Alright. So he throws it. It just barely hits you. And you think you're like, haha, missed me. But then gravity takes effect and it turns around and falls back towards you. <laughs> Hits ya. Square in the back of the leg. Alright, it's your turn. Alright, and that would be the second guard or the now, No, that was your attack of opportunity. Now it's back oh, that's up right. to that's yeah. So now it's your actual turn. So you get to gotcha. uh, uh, what do I roll to see how far the spear went from Timmy? You wouldn't have, have to make a roll. You just you just would know that it would have could have thrown it about it's uh, roughly about sixty feet. Well, yeah, sixty feet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because I flew um, 60 feet and you crit on the roll, so you just know you threw it. Well, I was going to say he threw it straight up as soon as you left. Yeah. And then it just came back down. Right. So we're going to assume that Timmy picked it back up like a good little. Did you see me, Zach? I sure did. I'm so proud. Oi, Johnny looks at him like, oi, this mother. <laughs> 
fucking Timmy. Alright, so... Uh, I attack with all of them at once, or do I do each individual? You have to move the t the one at the the Timmy at the bottom and Zerg yeah. at the top. You have to do another dash action to get to me. But well, the I, one... what I mean is like all of them like attack simultaneously, or no, 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 no. You range? attack them separately, so you do separate gotcha. attack rolls for each. But the one at the bottom and the one at the top cannot attack this turn unless you yeah. have something to do ranged attack uh, with. Uh, if you do not, you have to do a dash action with both, but the one in the middle can attack me. Oh, they can attack. No, they can. Um, well, I mean, they can. It's, what, 20, 30, so it'll be a full... That's 30, you're 30 feet. I moved 60. Are you sure? Yeah. We said each square was 20. And I'm not even in the right spot. You're not in the right spot. So, 20, you were, you were, you were 30, roughly 30, 10 feet 40. right there, so that'd be what, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. You will be right in front of that guy right there. The, the guy in the front? Yeah. The back. Yeah, the back guy. The back guy. Yeah. yeah. Zerg. That's Zerg. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Alright. So the guy at the bottom has to make a dash action. Yeah. This one can make a just a regular movement. So two of them can attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, Timmy, with a lot of that's uh, what I'm looking for, just full of spirit. He's just like so proud of himself for for doing that, and he's so encouraged by Zerg takes on his spear, moves, just grabs his spear with both hands, both hands and grabs that spear, good, and moves 30 feet, okay. towards you, and then, thinking that, oh, well, that was easy, he's gonna throw it again, okay, <laughs> oh, no, can I just say at this point that uh, uh, no, I can Tony. already? That's not Timmy. That was that was. Oh Johnny. shit! Yeah, Timmy yeah, you're is, right. You're Timmy's right. one that hit you with the surprise. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm having fun. Wait, so you're you're trying to move? You're moving thirty He's to throw... moving thirty to throw his spear again at you, which can reach twenty to thirty feet or twenty to sixty feet. Gotcha. Uh, five, five, ten, fifteen. All right. all right, so all three of them can attack. Ten plus three gives me nine. That is a miss. So Timmy, looks at so Timmy. Timmy, it, Timmy. So Timmy over, over throws. Actually, I want you to That's... make a dexterity roll for Captain Zerg. Captain Zerg, yes. <laughs> Uh, dexterity for Zerg. Because I one. am flying, so you could potentially hit Captain Zerg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An eight. Okay. So I need you to roll the. I need you to roll your spear damage against Captain Zerg. Oh. <laughs> Zerg takes the damage. 
Oh, that was so sick. Three. Now that's one d six. Yeah, that's one d six. I thought you rolled two d six. No, two d six is because I rolled a crit. Oh yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so he takes Come three on, damage. Yeah, get with it. I'm trying to keep up with these rolls. Okay, so he takes three <laughs> damage. So you see the sphere like go past Chroma and lodge into Captain Zerd's shoulder. Yeah, let me let me let me paint a picture for everybody. It lodges into his shoulder. Johnny looks at him at Zerg and then looks back at Timmy. It looks at him and, and just mouths. Ah! <laughs> Zerg falls back like one step. Comes back up, looks at Timmy and goes, Damn it, Timmy! <laughs> ah! Oh my- ah! Pulls the spear out and gives another scream. Ah! <laughs> Timmy! <laughs> Notice he still has two other players' turns. Now, with Captain Zerg's turn, he takes hold of Timmy Spears. Let me return it to you! And throws it back at Timmy. Yes! He's gonna hit Timmy! Oh, now God. let's see if Timmy catches it, or does he get hit by it? Okay. Now that would be a. Uh, I need you to. Roll, I need you to roll a dexterity roll. For... That would be a dexterity, yeah. No, no, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Hold up, hold up. You, you're wait attacking Timmy, so. Wait a fucking minute. Wait a fucking minute. No, no, no. <laughs> I got it. I got it. So I need you to roll. I need you to do a roll, an attack roll with Captain Zerg, and then a dexterity roll with Timmy. If Timmy passes his dexterity roll, he won't get hit. But if he fails the if the fails the dexterity roll and Captain Zerg uh, gets higher on his attack roll, Timmy will get hit. Why the fuck did we get from these guards attacking? <laughs> I absolutely I love this. This is amazing. I just said they aren't very smart at the very beginning of my of the game. This is brilliant. My turn to play. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. So he throws it. Dexterity for Timmy. No, no, no. Roll your attack first. Roll your attack first. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah, attack. Sorry, and then yeah. roll your dexterity and see if you can beat your attack. <laughs> 22 for the attack. Okay, now roll your dexterity saving throw. Yes! Yes, uh, to me, pass it! I'm so sorry, boss. It was a six. All right, so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Timmy's so he about reaches up so to, he reaches up to catch it, and instead of catching it, it impales his hand and slices his ear. Now, how off much as damage well. do you do? So he takes. Uh, let's see. You didn't attack Timmy, right? No, Timmy. I did attack Timmy. Timmy's the only one what I you hit. How much damage did you do? Oh, it was uh, it was six, right? Yeah, I dealt six damage five. to him. Yeah. Six. Fucking <laughs> Sorry, Raycar. Um, let's see. It's a one d six. One d six plus uh one. One. He takes two damage. <laughs> Would you like uh, to paint the picture? He uh he reaches up to catch it. I've got it, Zach. 
and it impales his hand and slices his right ear off. <laughs> and he screams, ah! Thank you, sir! This is Good brilliant. catch, Timmy! This Good is brilliant. catch! This is... Right, Johnny so... looks back at both of them and is like, The fuck did I sign up to this for? So what is what does Johnny do? Johnny takes both takes both his spirit in both hands as well, and just like I've got to show up, Timmy. He's doing so good, so good. He takes it in both hands, and he just charges right at you, okay. thirty feet. And let's see, um. With two-handed, he actually does uh, much more damage than if he was just to attack with a melee sure. attack. So when he reaches you within five feet, he has it gripped with both hands. So two-handed with his spear is a 1d8 plus, two, sure. plus one instead of a 1d6. Sure. So to see if he hits, because it's going to be the same as three. And... Uh, reaches you, plus three... A nine. I want you to roll a dexterity saving throw for Captain Third. <laughs> uh, before he runs at you, though, and he attacks, he's, he's screaming as though, What, mister? I'll upshot Timmy! And his dexterity for Captain Zerg. He looks at him. Good, Johnny! Come at me! Or come at him! <laughs> Charge, my fellow comrade! And he dodges it gracefully. Okay. Yeah, so both me and Captain Zerg with a crit, y'all, with a crit. He did crit on the dexterity crit. saving throw. So both me and Captain Zerg both dodge out of the way. And I'm going to say that uh, Johnny runs an extra uh 30 feet past both of us <laughs> and falls flat on his face and he is now prone for a turn so he looks at him too much power johnny too much power but you'll get him next time my boy all right so worry, on next time. on johnny's next turn he has to roll to get out of being prone all right so uh and that was all three. That was all three of their turns. So it's my turn now. Uh, all right. So two. He's at three. Zerg took three, making um eight. Zerg is at eight. He's at three, and Johnny's still full. Okay. Perfect. So I'm going to to. Uh, unfortunately waste my last spell slot for thunder wave i need you to make a constitution saving throw for all three of them <laughs> uh all together are three separate three separate uh and i'm actually going to cast this as a second level uh, we're gonna do this one, uh, Zerg. <laughs> closer. No, 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 no. Sure, Actually, yeah. I'm gonna cast this at a first level because I'll still have my, I'll still have one second level spell slot left. Okay, got it. So Timmy is next. 
Uh, not 19 for Zerg. Uh, 19 for Zerg, so nothing for Zerg yeah. passes. Timmy gets a six. He fails. Poor Timmy. And Johnny, face down on the ground, gets... He gets disadvantage. Okay. Because he's, he's prone, so he gets disadvantage. Uh, ten. And okay, Johnny. he fails. Alright, so Timmy <clears throat> and Johnny fail. Uh, Captain Zerg does save. So, uh, Captain Zerg will take half of this, and then Timmy and Johnny will take the full. Eight. I'm casting this at first level, not second level, because I want to keep my second level spell stuff. They, Timmy and Johnny take nine, and Zerg will take four. Okay. Alright, so Timmy is dead. No, Timmy is dead. He was my favorite. Johnny looks up like, what? <laughs> what? My boy. Not uh, I'm going to use my movement to fly back down 60. Okay, but you did to do it. Okay. All right. Your turn, good sir. Alright, so what do I roll to see if uh, is it just an action to get back up? Like a full action? A full turn? And you would have to take a full turn to get back up, yes. Johnny gets back up slowly because now he's so depressed because now he knows that Timmy was his favorite. <laughs> but then he realizes, he looks at Doug's like, does that mean I'm your new favorite, sir? And he looks back at him, no! Okay. Alright, so uh, uh Captain Zerg's the only one that can actually do anything. He will he will attack. Okay. Both hands gripping his massive spear. Are gripping you throwing it or are you moving? No. No. You're right next to him, right? No, I flew down sixty feet. Oh you flew. You flew down. Oh you went down as oh I thought you meant like down as you flew down because you said you were still. No, no, oh, yeah, I went yeah, back yeah, to yeah, my yeah, original spot. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh wait, does that mean that Zerg would have gotten attack of opportunity? No, I didn't fly in your area. Like, if, oh, if I flew cool. up, then yes. If I if I fly down, then no. Uh. Err. Err. Arg. Where is the body? Wait, where was the body of uh of uh, Timmy? Uh, leave that there. Tammy, okay, I'll, I'll color him in pink. Know where he's at? Is picking something up off the ground a bonus action? No, it's an action. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> so Zerg's gonna run over to his boy Timmy. Okay. That's thirty. Yes, sir. Um, and then he's going to throw his spear at you. Okay. My boy, my boy Timmy. Oh, Timmy. Oh, Uh, 19. 19 hits, fortunately. A 7. And I am looking bad. Ha-ha! <laughs> Check that one, Timmy! Alright, so... Now it's my turn again. I do not. 
Alright, so I'm going to cast... How much damage did I deal to Captain Zerg? So far. House. Uh, he's at, he's at, uh, you've dealt a total of... I know how much he is, but total. Oh, he's... Uh, it's four. He has four health left. Two, four. four okay, I'm just gonna throw my Warhammer at you. You're within range. Uh, okay. the strength check... I pass on that. Oh, it's not a crit, so it'll be the damage plus minus 1d4. Uh, that definitely hits. Uh, so I'm going to roll 1, 8, 3 minus 1d4. Then. Alright, so you take 5 damage. Captain Zerg takes 5 damage. Captain Zerg looks back at Johnny. I always hated you! And then he dies. He then he just dies. He just dies. And he when he's looking up at the sky because he just got hit by that hammer. Bounces straight up. He's laying there. And he's just looking at Johnny mouthing mother. And as he's about to say, fucker, the hammer comes back down and smashes his head into the ground. I, I also feel like that because he's standing right next to Timmy, that, that he's holding he, his hand. Yeah, he's holding his hand. He he's gracefully hand. falls down, and his hand is just like grasping Timmy's hand as he's dying. And yeah. they die holding each other's hands. Alright, so is it my turn? Uh, yeah, it's Johnny's turn. And Johnny. you, have to, you have to make it. Uh, I'll, uh, I have to make a what? You have to make an actual dash for real this time in order to attack. So, yeah, so Johnny's gonna make a dash, but I'm also gonna do something because he's crying, tears in his eyes, he's not really seeing straight. He's running straight towards you because he's so mad. Um, I'm going to say, if this is okay, uh, how far is he from, uh, from their bodies? He's, he will be right next to Timmy. Um... I'm going to say that he is going to try to have to make a dexterity saving throw to see if he impales himself on his own spear as, as, as if he trips over their body. You are the DM tonight, technically, so you go for it. Let's see. Uh, it was plus one. And he... Fifteen. He what do would, you say? He say, would. Yeah, he would, he, he would pass. Yeah. He would pass. Yeah. So he he just looks at him like, that was close. And turns back to you. It's like, it's like, it's your fault. He never would have told me that he hated me if you hadn't shown up. <laughs> it is your go. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just. How much did I, I think I've only done what nine damage he's to him? Hell, yeah, he's had. I've, I've okay, so yeah, I've I've uh, I've dealt nine damage to him, so he's at he's almost dead. I'm gonna swing. I'm just gonna throw my hammer. Uh, Frank does pass. Uh, nineteen hit you. Sure does. Okay. Can we just say that you killed him? Seven. It's three damage. 
Yeah, yeah, you, you, you killed him. Never I, I, I thought you said he was at four damage, so that's why. I no, he's at two. Oh, he's two. two. Okay. Yeah, he's dead. All right, so it's describe like... to me how Johnny dies. Johnny, look at him gripping his, and he's just like sitting there, rocking back for like, I'm gonna get you. Gotcha. Spear ya. This is my favorite spear. Picked it up today, brand new. Gotcha. I'm gonna spear ya. And, uh, looks down at the ground and he sees a, uh, for some reason, he sees a shiny spoon made of gold. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> me. It's like, hey, that's real gold. And then when he looks back up, he sees that hammer come straight at him and then just goes, and just takes his head clean off. Yes. Woo. Oh, motherfucker. That was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. I like how it plays a deal. It's fun, right? Really fun. Well, I, I only got the spoon part because I, you know, we used the, uh, oh, yeah. the bridge. Oh, yeah. That's why I said you remember. And I was thinking that, well, maybe that spoon... You know, somehow there's a golden spoon. Somehow got misplaced. That's true. All the commotion. Okay. You never know. Now I need you to roll me <laughs> a. I need you to God. roll me a luck check for Chroma. Oh, you know, I need to roll it. Yeah. Uh, you are you are the DM, so. <clears throat> I love it how somehow the Nordic gods still play them. You crit on the luck check. Okay. So, Chroma knows that you, that your ping is coming, or came from the next room, or the second room to the right of this hallway. However, there are three other doors that are in this hallway that you guys did not explore when you were here. So, with pure instincts alone, he goes into the top left door right across from where you guys are at. And in this room, he finds a superior healing potion. And he also uh, finds some evidence. 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 To state that what, um, basically what, uh, Adam has been doing, his illegal activity, could uh -huh. also help you guys out if he finds you, but he doesn't know that yet. Question. Yes, Question. sir. Does he find money? And if so, can I roll for it? I will let you roll. So no, actually, no. With a crit? No, I'll take that back. With a crit, I will say that he finds... Well, no, not, not find how much he finds. Like, if you roll to see how much he finds. I'm, I'm about to get to that. So, I'm going to say with a crit that he finds a solid chest that's locked inside of this room. And I want you to roll another luck check. And depending on what you roll determines what's in that chest. But you are guaranteed to get gold out of it, and you will roll. Can the same. we? Uh, well, if, if that's the case, if we're guaranteed to get gold, can we just roll uh, a D100? Or you will get to roll a D100 for the gold, but I want you to roll another a luck check to see if he finds anything else. Oh, okay. Thirteen. Okay, I'm going to say average. you find something average. Thirteen. 
I'm going to say that he finds... 50 golden spoons. Uh, not, <laughs> not, not, not that well. Average. Five. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh... I'm gonna go. Uh, was it uh, a rare? Go ahead and put like in a chat for the uh, war or something like a like one spoon made of a rare ore. <laughs> like that little spoon. Uh, made of, like, spoon. <laughs> like like made of like freaking like uh, some rock of some kind that's extremely hard to find. But it's like a little small one. Okay. See, fine, Tony. I'm trying. I'm doing a random generator right now. You guys are at level. Can I roll the Can I roll the gold real quick? Yeah, go ahead and roll the gold. Go ahead and roll the gold. Woo! You guys are at level. 64 gold. He's got 64. He finds 64 gold pieces. Uh, you guys are at level four, right? You guys are at level four, right? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna change this to level four. That was fun, guys. Yeah, I had a good laugh. I'm glad I got something that could talk. He finds a masterwork bastard sword worth an additional 335 gold pieces. And right, it actually says bastard written on it. it and right it's, next to it says Timmy. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Bastard Timmy. <laughs> he he finds he finds the the greater uh, potion. He finds the chest and he finds a stack of paperwork uh, in the chest that are even more evidence for you guys to get you guys out of the situation we last left you in. If he ever meets up back up with you. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and roll for the potion to see how much health I get back. I'm at, I think, full? Almost full. Almost full. Alright, so, Chroma then goes back across to the other side of the room. And, he walks in, and this is, like, the projection that was there before is now gone by this time. Oh, wait. These, these uh, are original squares. They're all five feet squares. So keep that in mind. Okay, so he's, he's in the, uh, in the, um, the office. Then. He's in the office that you guys were in. Uh, is, um, is this still there? Is what there? Is, is what there? <laughs> the spoon. The spoon. All of that stuff you guys left is there. <laughs> including, including oh, the monsters. As well as oh, the yeah. uh, Kirby drawer. Hey, oh, Kirby, yeah, the, the Kirby guy. drawing is in there. All of that is in there. Oh, shit. Yeah. One in there. One in here. And then... Okay. okay. So, each of you should have a character sheet for the monsters that were in this room. There should be a giant scorpion, a manticore, and a werewolf in this room. Question. Yes. Um, can I go ahead and say what I'm playing at real quick? Yeah, you, all three of you can if you would like. 
Uh, so, Hacksaw, uh, aka, is playing as the werewolf. My question, my werewolf still talk? No, you, like, the werewolf that you're currently playing as has lost all of its right, humanity. It's the, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's the, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I can't use the shape change thing. I can't change. No, it you can't. You cannot shape shift back. No. Well, not into a human, but into a wolf. Can I do that? I mean, I don't want to, but I'm just asking. Yeah, no. It's it's. This is more the lines of that you are full on wolf right now, and those types of abilities that you would have for doing stuff like that, you no longer have yeah. it because you've completely lost all sense. So of, I can't polymorph. Gotcha. Yeah, you can't polymorph. Uh, Damn it, because I was going to try to use that to, to, uh, because the wolf hat, wolf form has further, uh, has more speed. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Alright, wow. so the three of you now need to roll initiative against Chroma. Oh, wait! It's, it says that, wait, uh, so if I'm, uh, I, I just read further in. It, it says I, I know common, but I can't wolf form, but... You said I can't talk at all. No, no, you, yeah, the com the common speech and all that is gone just because you've lost all sense of your humanity. You're, you're basically nothing more than a giant, uh, giant walking two-legged, uh, wolf. Like, you don't walk on all fours. You can oh, if you want to, but you mostly walk on Initiative's just a solid 1d20, right? For, for the three, all four of us, yes. I got nine. a 12. I got a 9. Okay. 15. Okay. Uh, oh, so it's just normal? Yeah, it's just straight up 1d20. Yep. Oh, okay. I have a 0 as well. <laughs> that was so I just rolled a 12. It was like, where is it? Where is it? Uh, I got an eight. Okay, so uh, the giant scorpion will go first. Chroma will go after that. Then uh, uh, Manticore, and then the werewolf. So, Rhaegar, you're the furthest away from me. You're closer to the portal that's up at the top left of what you see on the map. Uh, okay. Okay, so in this room... The one you're currently in, each square represents two squares until you get to the main room, and then it's back up to regular squares again because of uh, the way the map is laid out. So right now you're 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 85 feet away from me. Hmm. And then for those that are listening, this is all happening around the same time that our actual players are doing their stuff. So when Chroma enters into this room was the exact moment that Norbit and Mouse went into the portal and teleported away. But Chroma doesn't know this. He just knows that the ping has suddenly disappeared after he entered this room and doesn't know why. Is the Scorpion intelligent enough to put two and two together to see that 
two people have just gone through that portal and one's just arrived so no, it's you're, like... you're 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 like an animal you you base it off your instinct so you're right now i'm i'm too far away from you to notice that that for you to notice that i'm here so your next objective as a monster would be to a attack the closest thing to you which just happens to be the manticore it's survival of the fittest basically so it's like until you guys see me then you're not going to attack me first you're going to attack the thing closest to you so you're going to want to attack norbit's uh monster first because that's what you can see within your line of sight okay and how far away from him am i uh 5 10 15 feet okay i'll uh, i'll move up uh 15 feet and i will use my sting attack Oh, you're going to be fighting uh, Norbit. So Norbit will have to tell you if you hit or miss and all that other stuff. What did you hit? What did you roll? He's attacking you because of how monsters work. Yeah. Did he... Do you already roll? Uh, he's rolling now. I just okay. did and I got an 18. Yeah, that is. Okay, so, okay, roll so your... DM... DM, walk me through the uh, this thing attack because it's a lot of words and a lot of numbers here, and I don't know sure. which fucking one. Okay, so you for the giant scorpion, you have a claw attack and a sting. Okay, so the sting states that you make a melee weapon attack to plus four to hit. Your reach is five feet, and you can hit one creature. If you hit, the damage is one d10 plus two, two piercing damage. Plus 4010 poison damage. The target must make a DC 12 constitution saving throw, taking uh, the 4010 poison damage. On the save uh, failed save, if they succeed, they take half of that. So the way it's going to work is you, you, if you hit him, you definitely will hit him for 1d10 plus 2. But he gets the opportunity to roll a constitution saving throw of a dc 12 if he succeeds he'll take half of 40 10 if he fails he'll take the full 40 10. that makes sense yeah 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 i got that okay so i'm gonna roll the damage in the in the discord chat i'll roll the 1d10 first and then let 1d10 plus 2 1d10 plus 2, then let Norbit roll to see if he succeeds on the constitution saving throw. Okay, so what did you roll for uh, to see if you hit Rhaegar? I rolled a 15. 15? Okay. Uh, Norbit, does that hit for against I your... That. Yes. Okay, uh, so how much damage did you do? Uh, I rolled six piercing damage. Okay, so then uh, you need to roll a constitution saving throw. Yes, that is my constitution bonus with a solid 1d20, right? It should be 1d20 plus whatever your 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 bonus is for your oh, constitution, yeah. Uh, 19. I think yeah, the, he, pa he passes He the did pass. Save. All right, so... You need to still roll the damage, the full damage, but whatever you roll, he'll take half of that. So 40 something. Okay, so he's gonna take eight damage in total. Okay, so you'll take eight poison damage. Eight, uh, give me a second. My PC decided to close it off. 
because logic, right? You know, um, yeah, so big damage reset. Yep. Uh, yep, that is future. Okay. Uh, I want to say that you were next, Orbit, in that right? Or was it? Yes, I believe. No, wait. Um, it, it was either you Scorpion. or Hacksaw. I thought it went Scorpion, Chroma, me, Hacksaw. Okay, so then Chroma's next then. Okay. I believe so. I'm not 100%. I'm not either, but we're going to go in that order. Uh, for those yeah. that are listening, uh, we're having to redo the last bit of this because my power went out. So just... Uh, Keep in mind, we're having to get caught back up as to where we were when we were last recording. So, uh, I'm gonna say that Scorpion was first, then Chroma, then uh, the Manticore, which is Norbit, and then Hacksaw would have been last. All right, so Chroma is going first off. Reaction reception, as again. He just walked into this room expecting to see Mouse and Norbit, and they're not here anymore. Fucking 19. Okay, so I don't see either one of you. I do see the entrance to the secret room. Uh, the I do see that there is a magic circle on the floor, but I don't know what it's for yet. Um, I'm not close enough to the desk to say what you, you and Hacksaw's bullshit were. Uh, I do see the werewolf in the room. And that's about it for my perception. Okay, so I am going to... I'm going to start moving towards that secret room, because I feel like, uh... So I'll have to get one attack of opportunity against Orbit. So you'll get to roll to see if you can hit me. But I'm going to fly from the entrance of the door through into the secret room in order to see what's in here and see if you guys might have escaped here. So go ahead and roll to see if you hit me. Okay. Awesome. 1d20, correct? It's 1d20 plus whatever your hit bonus is for your manticore. Um, do I have to do a specific attack or can I do it? I? I mean, because I've got three options. I mean, they're all plus three, but I mean, I would let you do either one any one of the three. You can choose one of the three and that's what you will be able to do. Alright, that's fine. All three of them are plus five to attack. Oh, so, Yeah, so the it, oh, where well, it says plus I, five to hit, they're all the same, but the damage is different. Well, uh, I rolled and did a plus three thinking it was plus three, but I mean, I can just add though. Uh, so 15? Well, yeah, even... I, okay, yeah, so you definitely won't hit. So, okay. That's fine, yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to attack both of you. So, I made a mistake. 
uh, as far as my spells were concerned. So I've actually got more spell slots than I thought I did. Uh, I'm actually going to pull it up now. But, uh... And welcome to the section of the uh, podcast where Tony made a mistake. Again. Right. So I thought I only had four spell slots, but if if what I'm reading on this is correct, I actually have six spell slots. Because I have... No, I have seven. Because at fourth level, I have I have four first level, and I've only used three of the first level spells. And then I've got three second level spells, and I've not used a single second level yet. So, I'm going to cast at a second level... I'm going to cast Thunder Wave at a second level, and I'll have two second level spell slots left. Alright, so both Rhaegar and Norbit for the Scorpion and for the Manticore, both of you need to roll a Constitution saving throw. And you need to beat a 13 in order to not take the full damage. I don't know damage. You'll take okay, so you'll take full damage, and you're going to be pushed back ten feet. So you're going to be pushed back into the other room. But uh, Rhaegar, what did you get? Yeah, just remind me what the the save was. DC thirteen. Oh, thank God for that. So what did you roll? Fourteen. Okay, so you're going to take half. I I thought for a split second you said 15. No, 13. You're going to take half of this. So it's going to be 2d8 thunder damage. And then uh, the Manticore is going to get pushed back 10 feet. Alright, so... The Manticore will take six damage. The Scorpion's going to take three. And the Manticore is going to be pushed back ten feet. So you're right right at the door. So five, you're right there now. Okay, so the Scorpion is about ten feet away from me. You're five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five feet away from me. Uh, for the Manticore. Alright. Um, so, Mouse. Your turn, buddy. Thought it was the Manticore next. Oh, is it the Manticore? Yeah. Where did Mouse go? I have no idea. He's still here, isn't he? I haven't had any problems. Okay. He just sent me a message saying it crashed on him. Okay. Uh Alright. There he is. Okay, so I just I just seen him pop back. Okay, so it's not Hacksaw's turn yet, it's Norbit's turn for the Manticore. So Norbit, you go ahead and go, and then right after that, um, Axel will go for the uh, werewolf. 
Well, first of all, I am going to attack Firma because he was the last to hit me, and that just makes no sense to me. Um, so um, you're going to go and attack uh, the Scorpion? No, Firma. Okay, so what's your speed then? Because you, I, I, you can tail spike. Well, you have to get to me for the tail spike, though. Uh, reach as 100 to 200 feet. Really? Yes, sir. And it also has tail spike reverb, so it can use it 25 times. Reach 100 to 200 feet. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yep, tail spike. So, roll to yes, see sir. if you roll to see if you hit. Oh, fuck you. 11. 11? Yeah, that's a miss, my friend. I mean, technically, does it do free? But... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Oh, is it just doing the damage by three? <coughs> Make three attacks, one with its bite, two with its claws, or three with its tail spikes. You, you, the Manticore makes three attacks. Yeah, you do one of each. Yeah, or I can do three tail spikes. Manticore makes three attacks: one with its bite, two with its claws, or three with its tails, or three, two with its claws, or three with its tail spike. Okay, so you get yeah, to try so two more times to see if you can hit with the tail spike. Yeah, because I didn't know if it would like that or if it was just like three times that damage. That's what I was asking. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see if the rolls are going to be kind to me today, because apparently not. Eighteen. That does hit. And nine. So one hits. Okay, so roll the damage for the one hit. Yes, sir. It is one D eight. Okay. One vehicle three. Uh five. Okay. Uh that's pretty much it. Okay. Alright. Hacks all. Your turn, buddy. You're the werewolf, and you're the furthest away from me. But just like is with, the, uh, with just like is with that elevated, is that elevated? No, no, that's just elevated? like okay. that's just part of the okay, room. The lights throwing me off. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I am going to move thirty feet closer to the wall at an angle. So I guess I'll be right there next to whoever's on this side of the. Yeah. So you're going towards the manticore then. But... All right, so I'm gonna go. Hold on. Five. Give me a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Uh. It's kind of like the same thing with the rest of the monsters. See, okay, where, where the that far, I guess that torch or whatever it is right there on the wall, next to that. Oh, right here. Next the. Next so to it. Next here. to it. Yeah, right there. All right, then I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna go into stealth. Okay. So roll me a stealth check then. Give me a minute. Uh, yeah, okay, there it goes. <laughs> Five. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, you are Shit. trying to hide in front of the uh, the light. Oh, so that light's there. That okay. light is there. The the only lights that are not there is the two next to the desk. Shit. You're trying to hide in Shit. front Shit. of a bush. <laughs> but okay, uh, so I will tell you anyway. though that. Just like with 
with Mayhem Scorpion, your basic instincts will tell you that unless you can physically see me, which you have not uh, at all, you're going to want to attack the closest thing near you, which is the Manticore. So you're going to want to attack instinctively the Manticore first, uh, like survival of the fittest. Yeah, I can't though. You can't this turn, no, but that's just uh, me I'm telling you that now. But, okay, so anyway, you can't attack this turn because you're not close enough to the Manticore, but it's, it's basically no, survival of fittest on all of that. Uh, but we're back up to Mayhem for the Scorpion. I am the closest to... Huh? I said I'm ready in action, and I ended my turn. Yeah, 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 that part I did here. That part I did Okay, here. okay, making sure. Yeah. Uh, May Mayhem, the scorpion, is nearest me, so you're going to want to attack me, uh, but it is your turn now. Uh, what range are you from me? You have to move 10 feet at least in order to be able to hit me. Okay, let's do it. I'm going to move 10 feet. It's gonna look like five feet because of the way the map is stretched out, but it's actually two. All right. So go ahead and roll to see if you hit. Now you see, this is where it's awkward because I have to jump from this conversation to see the uh, character sheet. <laughs> oh, that's a 23. That hits. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to do multi-attack, which allows me to make three claw attacks. Yeah, it's the same. It's the oh, same sorry, with sorry. all three of you. All three uh, of you have multi-attacks. Two claw attacks and one sting. Yeah. So I've already established that I hit. For the first so hit, yeah. I'm... Oh, so I'd, I'd have to roll to see if I hit again for the second claw Yeah, for, ev for every time you attack... You roll to see if you hit, and then I will tell you if you hit or miss. So the first one hit. Okay. Uh, damage is going to be in Discord, just because, you know, it's easier that way. Sure. Uh, six damage for the first one. Okay. Ow. Uh, does, a four, does a 14 hit you? No, sir. Okay. Uh, can I still try and hit you with my sting attack? Is it say two pincers and then one sting? Yeah. Yeah, then yes. Okay. What about an 18? That does hit. Okay, so it's 4D. No, sorry, wait. Oh. This one is the this one is the 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 D the 1D10 plus 3 for the piercing damage, and then I roll to see if I save on the poison. Uh 1D10 plus 2, so. Oh, that's 10 damage. That hurt a lot. Yeah, I can tell. And I crit on the poison, so I'll take no damage. No damage? Yeah. What kind of bullshit is that? That's the way it works in, in my world. If you crit if you crit on a save like a damage save, you'll take no damage. But if you crit fail, then you take double damage. Now, why do I feel like we weren't told that before? Uh, 
It's because we've never come across it yet. Nobody's crit on anything like that yet. Oh well, you still take 10 damage, I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, it is my turn, and I am going to have to roll another perception. Yeah, I do see the portal. In so I am going to fly directly to that portal. Now, is that a disengage, or are you just flying? That is a full disengage. See, taking that knowledge that I learned with the hacksaw the other I'm day. I'm very proud of you. To I'm, be fair, I had I had heard of a disengage, but I'd never used it. I am just close enough to get there. Like me. I'm going to step on the portal, and the mo monsters are no longer a factor. So Aww. this is where... Things get a little crazy. Okay. So they weren't they weren't crazy by now. No, because by this time you guys have already got on the bridge and you are being at right at the time that he gets and stands on the portal is the same time that you guys are halfway on the bridge and you're being chased by the dragon wormling. So, so uh, does this mean that he's going to see me for a nice spot? Well, see, that's the thing. The portal takes him to the main room of the casino. So now, yeah. so now what's going to happen is, is I have to do a little bit of storytelling. Plus, you guys are going to be the ones to roll to see if he gets hit by any falling debris or gets hit by any traps. So, uh, he get Chroma gets onto the portal. He teleports into the main lobby of the casino. The casino it, at this point uh, is completely trashed. Like there's uh, falling debris everywhere. There's holes in the floor from where debris has already fell through and caused uh, cave-ins. Uh, this place is completely collapsing in on itself. And Chroma does not have much time in order for him to escape. So there are actually three ways out. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to roll a luck check to determine if he can go in the direction you guys went or if he goes into a different direction towards a different portal. Roll 1d20. If I roll below a 10, he goes into the direction of somewhere else, If he, which can be in two different directions. If he rolls a 11 or higher, he will go in the same direction as the three of you. He will go in the same direction as the three of you. So, uh, Chroma heads that direction, and I need... So all three of you are going to make the same roll, basically, but we're going to start with Norbit. Norbit, you're going to make the first debris roll. I need you to roll basically a dexterity saving throw, basically, um, to determine Chroma's fate, basically. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you what the dexterity would be. So it's it's a flat zero. Uh -huh. 
So you're just gonna roll a straight up 1d20 and I will tell you what happens. You do successfully dodge out of the way for the first one. Okay. Uh, so falling, so some debris starts falling from the, the ceiling and Chroma kind of just dodges out of the way as he's flying towards you guys. Uh, Hacksaw, I'm going to make you roll the same roll to see what happens. But it's just a straight up 1d20, no modifier. 18. Yeah, that's definitely a success. He does a kind of like a really cool barrel roll kind of thing. And then last but not least, Mayhem. He's close to the door, but you need to roll the same roll. You might want to kill me. What did you roll? Critical fail. Critical fail? Okay, yeah. because of the critical fail, he's going to take 1d4 of damage, but and he's not going to go in y'all's direction anymore. He's going to go in a different direction. Can a I different roll bridge. Or do you want to do that? I'm going to make you do it. Okay. Just for everybody who's listening right now, Chroma is now currently at 6 HP. I am so sorry. So there's only two types of traps that can hit Chroma on this bridge while he's flying. So here he was going in a different direction. He is going in a different direction, but the traps are all laid out on all of the bridges uh, going in and out of the, the casino. So out of all six traps that are on the bridge, only two of them can actually have the potential to hit Chroma, and one of them will be at disadvantage. So what I'm going to have you guys do is we're about to do the exact same thing we just did so the first trap that can hit him that is at disadvantage is a 1d20 plus one the second trap is a 1d20 plus three so we're gonna start off by getting the first disadvantage traps out of the way and then the last three traps will be the traps for the 1d20 plus three see if they hit uh if he does not die then he will go to the portal but he will not be anywhere near you guys uh when he gets there but he is at six hp right now and each trap does 1d4 damage Alright, so we're going to start with Norbit again. 1d20 plus 1, and it's at disadvantage. And you have to hit me at a 16. Uh, you said disadvantage, correct? Disadvantage, yeah. yes. I'll tell you. Okay, the first, trap so, does, yeah. the first trap does not hit him. Arrows fly out and try to shoot at him, and he just kind of maneuvers out of their way and lets them bypass them. All right, so uh, mouse, same exact roll, 1d20 plus one, and it's at disadvantage for this trap. DM, since we're running, uh, we're rolling at disadvantage, if the first roll is before, below a 16, should like, do we even have to bother? 
rolling the second one? I would say yes because of the potential to do a critical fail. Because if it was a critical fail, then we would have skipped maps. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's uh, wow. that's a surprise right there. So just so everybody knows, Mouse rolled. His first roll was a six, which definitely does not hit. His second roll was a nat 20, which would have instantly killed him, but he's at disadvantage. So we're taking the six. Uh, he does another dodge roll in the air and just avoids the arrows altogether. Uh, Rhaegar. Yeah, roll it in chat. Roll it in chat, please, because this, deter this will determine if he survives or not. Give me a second. Okay, so first roll is a six. Yep. Second roll is a seven. All right, he does. He dodges out of their way again. Okay. So now we're on to the last three traps. The last three are the 1d20 plus three. They are not at disadvantage. And it's a 1d4 if you hit. So it's 1d4 of damage. I'll tell if we're on his side or we want him to die. I want him to die. I want to fuck up the DM's plans. But is it a 1d20 plus 3? It's 1d20 plus 3. It's a miss. So, uh, what looks to be like a, a laser beam shoots out. It's a blue light. It comes out and he he twirls in the air and maneuvers out of the way of that beam. Uh, Mouse, make the exact same roll. So what did you roll? I'm assuming he can't talk, so 22. No, I'm gonna, yeah, he rolled a 22. Okay. Uh, that does hit. I need you to roll a 1d4. Is that two? Two damage. He is currently at four HP. So, it all comes down to Rhaegar. You are the last roll, and I want you to roll it in chat so everybody can see it here. There you go. That's exactly the AC in order to hit him is a 16. So roll a 1d4 and see how much damage he takes. If you're trying to kill him, you need to get max damage, yeah? I know, You need I know, to I get need max to damage in to order to kill him. Olden be with me as I roll this dice. Ladies and gentlemen. Krova can suck my dick. Ladies and gentlemen. Roma has just been killed. As the players list are the people listening right now, a beam of light shoots towards Chroma and it hits him square in the chest. And he falls down and passes out and everything goes black. However, he wakes up huh? and he's inside of a prison. He's chained up, bound, has no idea where he's at. And across the way, he sees at the prison door a, a man in a hooded cloak 
figure turns around and looks at him and simply smiles and says, I have great plans for you and for your friends, and then walks away. And that's where we're in our session at. Dun, dun, dun. So, like, I was, okay, like, uh, hot take right here. I was kind of expecting you to turn around and say that Adam looks at him and says, uh, you have done well, my apprentice. I would have lost my fucking shit if you'd said that. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> our players aren't going to know where he's at, but Chroma... He technically has been saved, but he was saved by some unknown people. And we don't know where he's going to be at until certain times. So our players are going to be by themselves, basically, for a good long while without Chroma interfering. But uh, guys... That's the end of the session, and like I said before, uh, we we would have already finished this session uh, the day that we recorded this, but uh, my power went out, so we're actually having to record the second or the last half of this now. So it, it might sound a little bit confusing for you guys, but the, the gist of everything yes. I wanted done is there. Um, but yeah, so Chroma is somewhere. We don't know where yet. Our players, uh, Mouse, Norbit, and Rhaegar, did manage to survive, but now they're in a situation where that they are now wanted for the crimes of destroying the city and killing thousands of people off. And they don't know who it was necessarily who gave that, and they're just going to have to go from here and find out. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. Uh, and we will be back again in the next episode for uh, to see what happens to our uh, original party members. So, guys, do you want to say anything before we go? Yeah. Carmen tried to do a trick. That's why he got hit by a laser. Do what now? You, you, want, you want to see a trick? You want to see oh, a trick? That didn't work. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Want to see a trick? Want to see a trick? It was at this moment he knew. Ain't he fucked up. up. <laughs> Alright. Peace out, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye!